0: Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well... Good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer.
1: back to us, Mr. Big! (laughs) What's up, folks? It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. This is your Tuesday episode. Uh, That means we are 40% through the week at the end of today. And did you guys ever get like this in school, where you were, like, counting down the days to Christmas break? And I'd always... I would do the same bullshit that I do with you guys, where it's like, oh, I'm 40% through the week. Ooh. And, like, you know, that last... I think it was, like, this week would be, like, the last week of school before the holidays. And, like, you knew Friday was, like, a write-off day anyways, where you would just give, like, gifts or, like, cards to your classmates or something. I'm not talking about, like, in high school. Yeah, you know, I wrote cards to all my senior classmates. No, like, when you were in elementary school. And uh, it was uh, it was always great. Like, you could really skate through this last week. There was, like, a couple tests. But then by Friday, it was just, like, and you knew you were looking at, like, a two-week break oh man we had it so good when we were young why did we grow old why did we do it to ourselves and half of you guys you have kids and you get to watch them loaf around and lay around and not have and you that's the thing that i look at my sister and i'm like these kids they get everything they get their meals paid for they they don't have to do shit and i mean i used to be i used to be living on my parents buck you know God, I would love to get back to that place somehow. And a lot of you guys have predicted I eventually will, but that's not the point. The point is, I hope you're having a great day. We got a great show for you. It's going to be a little loopier than usual because your boy, the bad boy of podcasting right here, hey, hey, one vaccine isn't enough, huh? Maybe I'll get two in the same day. I got my booster and my flu vaccine, and I am currently seeing unicorns. I am so sweaty and gross, and I have this nagging headache. And I think this might be my last night on Earth. And I'm getting messages from Bill Gates inside of my head, telling me to destroy... (laughs) No, yeah, I I did get my booster today, and I got the flu... uh, I I got the flu vaccine. I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, let's uh, two birds with one stone this thing. And then... (laughs) I put on Instagram that I was, I was there and some lady was all pissy before me. She was like, I I'm here first. And I was like, yeah, man, go please by all means. And, um, I get, I get both of them and I put that on Instagram and I shit you not. I've been flooded with a hundred messages of like, Oh no, I did that. Oh, um, well, good luck to you. <laughs> good luck to you. And my mom called me brave. And I'm like, thank you mom. Brave is my middle name. Mother. Um, but it's hysterical and i've just been kind of in this fog for the last couple of hours it is only 8 32 at night so you know i'm not feeling great because usually i will this will be around my 11 p.m thing even though sandra um who i always talk about now she has been helping me piece together a schedule and it's actually been really nice i've been getting a lot more stuff done um and tomorrow's kind of a, 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 not a play day, it's like a little bit more of a day off because I'm planning not not feeling well. I think you can kind of hear, I'm kind of nasally too. What if I just, was like, I treated you guys like WebMD? You know, I've got this little pain in the back of my head, also a little throaty thing is happening, I don't know, and my knee clicks when it rains. What, what, what do you think's going on with me? Um... Today we have a we have my these are my favorite types of shows, you guys. I tell you about these are what I think it's a bouillabaisse. It like I said, it's a mixture. This is what I want it to be a mashup of a show, just like the mashups I play at the beginning. Remember, if you're new to the show, there are timestamps. If you want to skip past this BS and go right to the guest, great. If you want to skip right past that guest and go to the season, uh, the, go to the 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 solo recap of Real Housewives of Orange County that I haven't done yet you can do that right now. I'm sure it's going to be okay, I hope. Um, But the thing is to pick and choose how you want to listen to this show, how you like to listen to this show. You guys are pretty discerning people. All I will say is that I love doing those recaps, and I think you guys really dig hearing them. But I will say the interviews, they make me light up sometimes, you know, like today's guest. Uh, If you watched the hit Netflix series, Selling Sunset, there is a new cast member, not uh, the lady who makes the empanadas. Uh, It is the other lady, Vanessa Vieja. Uh, She uh, started off as a Spanish soap opera actor, and she was fabulous. We sit down with her for like 28 minutes or something, and she was just so full of light. And so, I mean, just she was laughing and we we talked about her sister's um uh tragic death actually that inspired her to get into real estate and we get a little bit more clarity on that because a lot of people were asking me about like oh how how does that how do you get into real estate from that she explains the whole story and it made a lot of sense and I gotta tell you I walked away kind of inspired by her and I, I'm not meaning to laugh like but it was like really there are those people that you talk to that you're like you're a You seem like a really good-hearted person. Like, that stuff reads. And I was like, it must be wild for you to get thrown into the mix of Christine, Chrishell, Mary, the Oppenheim brothers, even though I truly believe they are one person and we're just seeing special effects at play. It must be wild to get thrown into that and to come from a soap opera background and to kind of, like, say, you know what, acting's probably not going to happen for me and switch to real estate. And then now she's getting more attention here in America than she ever has and it's just gonna be exciting because I come from like an acting background and I know how hard it is to I mean, also she's insanely gorgeous, but like it is so hard to break into the industry here, you know, that a lot of people do give up. So when you give up and go a different direction and your dream still finds you, that's huge, man. Like and I've always told you when I used to work with actors all the time, um, is you know, it was really hard to coach or teach or even work around actors because you're dealing with dreams. You're dealing with people's people's dreams. You know, like some people maybe grew up and or when they were a kid were like, oh, I dream of being an accountant, maybe. But a lot of kids dreamed of being in Hollywood. A lot of kids dreamed of being singers or you know actors or sports players or these things that we grow up and they're there are heroes because we see them on a screen or we hear them on our radio and when you start working with those people and when you actually get here and I've been here for a long time now, it's just sometimes hard because you just see sometimes that light gets snuffed out by this town you know because it's hard it's like a hard town like everybody makes fun of LA and like how glossy and all of that stuff is like selling sunset is very glossy right? but a lot of the people i know you know they're good people a lot of my best friends are here you know and i'm very proud to be uh an angelino you know i'm i i really do consider myself you know now that i think about it i've lived here longer than i've lived any place else which is just wild and like i've i don't know if you guys listen to the show all the time but that really was my dream when i was a kid growing up in kansas and you guys i get to talk to one of my heroes that I grew up watching in Kansas, who's involved in entertainment news reporting. I think I'm going to play that this week. It's been sitting in the can for over a month, um, just because I don't. Know. Anyways, we'll talk about that at another time. But I grew up in Kansas, and I would watch Entertainment Tonight, Access Hollywood every night. Like that was it. And Los Angeles seemed like such a, almost like a Lord of the Rings type place. Like it didn't exist. It was a fairy tale place, right? the Hollywood sign, or driving down Sunset Boulevard, or all of these things that I was very aware of as a kid, but I lived in Kansas, and there was no way in hell that that could ever be my, where I could wind up, right? And so that's, like, that's the thing. We talked about yesterday how I would drive around the hills listening to Counting Crows along December because there's that line about driving around the hills, but it's the same thing I do now with driving down Sunset Boulevard. Or if I get like bummed out or something, I'll look up and I'll see the Hollywood sign. And no matter how bad it is here, which it can get pretty bad, you still have that Hollywood sign, right? You still have that holy shit. Look, look how far you can go in this world. And I'm not making any kind of joke. And I know that might sound silly, of like, dude, anybody can go to California. But um, I don't know. So that was a one of my little diversions. I didn't plan on talking about. How are you guys? Are you good? Um, we got a congratulation in order to a very special lady out there named Kim Kardashian because Kim finally passed the baby bar, you guys. Yay! Ryan had a huge clap sound effect right here. Okay, Ryan, you're not going to do that, so just tell the people that you would have liked a huge sound clap. Yeah. Um, yeah, she finally did it, you guys. If you followed Kim Kardashian's uh, journey... ...for trying to become a lawyer. She has failed, uh, I believe, three times, and she has finally passed it. And I didn't even know what a baby bar was. A baby bar sounds like where little babies have a horrible problem with drugs and alcohol. Like, oh my god, that, that, that baby's been at the baby bar all week, you know? But it turns out it's a test, an exam, lawyers take after their first year of study, I believe, to see if they can continue on to eventually have to take the bar... It's after the first-year law student's exam. So Kim passed the the baby bar on the fourth attempt. We watched one of the struggles on the last season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And you know what, guys? There is no joke here. Like I said, I will make fun of Kim and that family all day long. But, you know, what I always point out about this, and I know people get sick of me talking about Kardashians, but you kind of have to if it's you're into pop culture, is that she didn't have to do that, you know? But it, it's really cool. I love stories. Like, I would much rather hear this Kardashian story than anything about, like, look, we took we took our butt implants out as a family. We decided this Christmas we were all going to get them removed and have smaller butts. Which, by the way, you guys have all noticed like I have, right? They all have smaller butts. Like, remember when Kim was putting, like, champagne bottles on them and, like, on the it was the cover of Pace magazine? And she supposedly, quote, broke the internet? The butts like half the size now. That just doesn't happen with age, you guys. Usually, butts get bigger and wider with age, and not in a great way usually. But they all decided as it like there. I would have loved to have been on that text exchange of like, "Hey guys, thinking about um, don't shoot the messenger here. What if we all got our butts removed? And you know, we all got them put in. Could we get them? Could we get them removed? Just maybe like, just try a thirty-three percent removal." Who's the last one to get theirs removed? Is Kylie still got a huge one? (laughs) Anyways, I would much rather hear about somebody really working hard and also not giving up. You know, that's a huge part of the story that inspires me, actually. You fail something three times, you think it's never going to happen, and she took it a fourth time, and she passed. And, you know, you got to say, well, I mean, she's still a billionaire and all that stuff, but... I don't know. Like, I find that impressive. Like, we really can do anything if we work really hard. And, yes, she has all of these unfair advantages, I'm sure. But, you know, I just didn't even think she would pass it at all. So congratulations to Kim Kardashian. We'll see if she goes for the full Monty. Also, she was interviewed uh, for, I think it was ID Magazine. And I commented about this on Instagram because she said it was something like, um, You know what? Uh, We're in on the joke, the Kardashians. We... We get people make fun of us, and we are part of the joke. And you know what? I don't really care what people think of me. Yeah, she said, um, "I think people not, not people might not get that we're absolutely in on the joke. We always have been. It is what it is." I especially couldn't really give a fuck what everyone, what anyone ever says and thinks. And you know, that's an admirable co- comment, right? But also, it's one of the fakest comments I've ever heard come out of Kim Kardashian's mouth. Because this is a family, and especially Kim, we've seen years where all she has done is care, care, care. And maybe with all of the trauma and, and and you know, the, the, the Kanye of it all and the family of it all and all of that stuff, the Caitlyn of it all, you maybe grow to shrug things off. But I've never seen a family sometimes care more. So to act all tough and stuff like that, I thought that was a weirdly weird misstep from Kim in terms of, you know, because she seems like the most media trained now of all of them, and almost and I know you're going to kill me for saying this there's almost she's turning into don't, don't beat me up when I say this, she's, there's a Princess Diana thing about Kim not how she started, but how she is now you can almost see a mixture of Princess Diana and Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, Uh, for real like there's, there's becoming a She's in her subtler phase, and I think this really does have something to do with removing the butt implants. But it's a subtler phase where it's classing it up a bit. And also, did you see her? accept that we're uh, the award of style icon last week, where she was wearing the fly glasses. Where it just like looked like she, you it looked like she couldn't even see out of them. Very weird, but much classier than how Kim ever started out. So wild. Um, in other related news, just in the fact that they're both from california folks it would not be the holiday times uh if the real housewives of beverly hills if at least a couple of the cast didn't get covid today it has been announced that real housewives of beverly hills has halted production again lisha ring erica jane and garcelle that's my, my garcelle voice is just i'm garcelle hi i'm a very nice person they all got covid so they have shut down filming and somebody pointed out they were all together at the People's Choice Awards last week. So, was the People's Choice Awards a super spreader event? And you know, Rena was the one. Hey, can I hug you? <laughs> it's me, Lisa. <laughs> I like to give everybody COVID. <laughs> Harry. I got something for you, Delilah Bell. Do you want COVID? <laughs> God, the imitation, I it just gets better. Even if I don't do it for a couple of weeks, the imitation just gets stronger and stronger. Um, listen, that is, hopefully they are all three of them very safe I could make the obvious joke and just say well I wish Garcel well but I wish all of them well uh it really is horrible and hopefully it is a mild case and um and hopefully we'll, they'll be resuming production soon but remember this happened last year with Kyle and Dorito so I, I found that all interesting so we'll have further information on that I wonder if, you know if they shut down Phil that's the other thing too is like I feel like no, don't shut down filming. Let's. I want to see Rena go through COVID. Like I want to see it. I, even if it's just her laying. Even if it's just her saying, "Like Harry, I cannot smell your body anymore. <laughs> I can't taste." Um. So that happened, you guys. Uh, let's see. Elon Musk was voted Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Time Magazine is dumb as hell. Elon Musk made what, like two hundred fifty billion dollars during the pandemic off of us. Go, sc- go, screw yourself, Elon. I really don't think that is a person of the year. I think people of the year of the people that have done all the small things, all of the small, um, you know, helping people over these last two years. Elon, I, I am sorry, I just. I'm I would eventually like to get a Tesla maybe and I guess it's cool that he wants to have us go to Mars one day but it doesn't affect my daily life like a lot of people that I've seen out there that actually do affect my daily life where I see them just do kind of amazing things for their common man but uh, I found that weird was <laughs> like you make it, it, it's like the rich get richer and they just get more lauded you know like what was Jeff Bezos not available Um, And by the way, you guys might disagree with me on that. And that's totally cool, you know, to each their own. I just thought, what a weird, weird thing. The Kai, I don't know. Anyways, uh, let's see here. Sex in the city, you know, uh, the more I think about it, the more I've accepted uh, the passing of uh, Mr. Big. I have accepted that. Now, uh, I was sent an article right before recording that I wanted to share with you guys. And uh, let's see here. I thought this was interesting. Michael Patrick King, who uh, created Sex in the City and wrote and uh, wrote this new series. um, And he commented in the article about the death. And he said at the end of the day um, for the article said at the end of the day for Michael Patrick King, that moment is about the choices people make. He says, I love the debate. Are you someone who would stand there or run for the phone? He's speaking about in regards to when Carrie sees Mr. Big uh, by the shower. He says, it's another choice people make, he shared. Are you Carrie Aiden or Carrie Big? All the Carrie Aiden people are running for the phone. And Carrie Big people are locked in the moment. And I thought that was so powerful, right? Like, isn't that an interesting quote that says a lot about humanity? You know, different people bring out different things in us. And if you if you watch the show, it's like Carrie and Big were all about those moments, all about those big romantic moments. And the Aiden care, you know, it was more active in a way, if that makes sense. And I cannot believe I'm being this serious about sex in the city. But I thought that was such an interesting quote. I I really like that. And I thought I wanted to share that with you guys. Um, Let's see here. I do want to talk about Mary Cosby and her bat shittiness, craziness of it all. But I think I'm going to save that for Wednesday's episode because I do need to read a wild apology. She used all of the fonts in the human language to give to us, the people. And I rewatched Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Sunday's episode again today, as you do. And um, it's just, it gets wilder. The Jen Shaw of it all. I mean, it really, there is so many plates spinning in the air on that show. But the Jen Shaw thing is shocking, shocking. The fact that we are <laughs> – the fact that she's trying to throw Stuart under the bus, I just still can't – like, she's straight-faced going, I don't know what he does. Well, I don't think I need a lawyer. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm like, you are a stone-cold liar, girl. Like, I would even love to say hats off, but you kind of scare me. Like, I don't want to give you compliments because I think I, – I mean, she's in – I mean, they they another guy pleaded out – uh today I believe and he got something like 10 years and that's with him partic- that's with his cooperation. So now people are saying that Jen Shaw could get upwards of fifteen years, you guys. Fifteen years. Man, that is so sad for her family, honestly. Um but we'll talk about more of that for the rest of our lives. Okay, you guys, are you ready to get to the guests? Because we still then got to do a whole recap after that. But this is a this is a mega sized episode. This is a super size. This is why you come to so bad it's good, right? And and I want to shout out everybody that is just even discovering this podcast, which is just so wild. Somebody left me a nice uh, comment on Instagram about, oh, I, I just discovered this podcast, and I always wonder what that rate is. Like they really like me, and then I wonder how long it is before this guy's this guy's a fucking clown. Like, I wonder if it's like a month, two months, a year, uh, please do not answer that. I do not really want to know cause it would crush me, but, uh, it always, but then this was also, uh, you guys know I'm on cameo, which is kind of funny. Cause I just don't think I'm somebody that it would be ever on cameo, which is a, a service where I, I can film like greetings or whatever you want me to say. Um, and my friend sent this to me cause I'm not on, um, reddit Because it scares me, but people will send me, like, links or something like that, and somebody posted this on Cameo, and uh, I think I know who it is, and she said, Drunkenly bought a Cameo from Ryan Bailey, dot, 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 for myself, and it says, Y'all, LMAO, I have never ordered a Cameo, nor have I ever received one got way too wine drunk, and was listening to an episode of Ryan's Pod, and I somehow found myself on Cameo, saw he was only charging $20, and guess I wanted to support him, and it was hysterical, but uh, I am so embarrassed for doing this, cringing at myself so hard. Also, for some reason, put my birthday as the occasion? My birthday isn't until next month. Anyways, my shame scene. And I gotta say, I, I, I love that. First of all, I don't even care. The money part of it is, like, neither here nor there for me. Like, no, trust me, I'm totally broke and I owe money but I I, I just kind of get a kick out of doing them but I think I know who this is and I think I left her like a four or five minute cameo where I was just rambling with Tom Girardi's underwear on my head because remember I have the Tom Girardi lingerie and I always go in front of Sutton's store or Buca de Beppo or sup or something like, or uh, behind in the uh, sup alleyway or the Sur alleyway sorry and I do these and they're completely ridiculous. That's why I keep calling myself the carrot top of Bravo. But I love that somebody wrote this on Reddit. It made me feel so cool. And and if you're listening, don't ever feel embarrassed. That's awesome. I, I would have. Yeah. So anyways, I wanted to give you a shout out. I don't because um, uh, I thought I personally thought that was cool. And it made me feel good that somebody wanted that from me, even if it took a lot of alcohol to get you to that point. I totally have been there. Um, okay, you guys. Uh, Our guest, Vanessa Vieja, Selling Sunset. We'll do the intro as we usually do right here, but I thought she was just an absolute delight. Selling Sunset Season 4 is out right now, all 10 episodes, which I totally binged. Season 5, I believe, is out in February, but Selling Tampa, I believe, is coming out this next week. So look for that. Um, And that is it, you guys. After this, we'll take a commercial break after Vanessa's interview, and then we'll get right into... Terry and Heather DeBro <laughs> Guys, Vanessa Vieja. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Radio. So Bad It's Good. Today, we have somebody that's so good, it's great. Uh, she is making a huge splash on the fourth season of kind of like the number one show on Netflix of all time, I think. Uh, their best reality show they have right now, uh, a little show called Selling Sunset. Not only is she a realtor, she's an actor. Uh, she's kind of uh, everything right now, and she seems really nice. So I don't know how she's putting up with some of these other ladies on the show. Vanessa Vieira, welcome to the
2: show. Hi. Hi, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be a part of the show now of your podcast. It's incredible. No, I, I uh,
1: like everybody. I watched all 10 episodes in like a weekend and it was it went <laughs> too fast. I need way more of it. But what was it like being thrown in with all of these ladies after they've had three seasons?
2: I mean, it was was interesting, (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) lie. In a way, I kind of wish that I would have started at the same time of all of them, but at the same time, I'm kind of glad that I didn't, uh, because I had another, you know, maybe, yeah, another perspective now of what happened with them in the past I'm not familiar with. And in the end... um, I mean, I will say the truth will always come out. (laughs) That's so perfect. That's perfect
1: for the show. Well, you were put into this really uh, interesting position where you were kind of this middleman between Christina and Davina, and then you had Chriselle and Mary on this other side, and you were here trying to listen to both sides, which must have driven you crazy in those 10 episodes.
2: Well, I mean, the beginning, it was a lot of information. Honestly, sometimes I, was, <laughs> I <laughs> too much information. You're like, I'm
1: just trying to know your name. What's your name? Let's start with that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was interesting. It was <laughs> really interesting. But I was like, OK, so I feel this sweet, you know, girl that is Christine. I, I can sense her heart and she's positive and she's a big manifester, too. And she's, you know, like all these things that I that I like, like she enjoys, too. So I feel like that. why there's this disconnect with the girls. Why it's so big? Maybe it's a miscommunication. Maybe it's because when she feels pain, she reacts in some way that affects more the relationship with them. So I'm trying to understand that instead of judging people, because it's so the, the best and the easiest way to for people that are like they don't have a brain is to judge others. Without really, well, like, I mean, that's
1: that's reality television, right there. Is just people judging <laughs> people. So well, it's a breath, it's a breath of fresh air to have. So, I mean, because we saw you actually trying to pause and take everything in, and then react on that, which is really a hard stance to take or to be that character with character on a show, you know
2: yes i mean i i i honestly feel like people should not be judged uh you know and they should be like maybe understood and there's always a reason normally why you're having a reaction it might be triggering something from your childhood it might be triggering something from your presence something from something that you lived two months ago who knows like there's so much that we're always dealing with something in life so
1: yeah i mean you're 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 dead you're dead on right and i think I talked to Amanda a couple of weeks ago on the show and she has like a really kind of beautiful story about really trying to, uh, you know, take care of her kids and getting to this place where she's, you know, selling houses and all this kind of amazing stuff. But you have a really beautiful story as well. We get to hear in one of the first episodes, um, that, that this was, uh, you're doing this a little bit for your sister rest in peace. And I thought that was kind of beautiful. Was, was she into real estate as well or what was the story there exactly?
2: Okay, so I've been an actor since I'm four years old and my sister knew that I was a little like trying to probably trying to make the crossover here in in Los Angeles. Like I've been acting my whole life since I'm four years old. I moved to the state 16 years ago. I came to LA like probably six or seven years ago. But every time that I was going to an audition, they were like, oh, you don't look Latina and blah, blah, blah. Make long story short, my sister knew that I didn't want to have a contract anymore with a TV network that I was at that moment, which is a Latin TV network. Because I was like, I cannot have uh, more auditions here if I'm under contract. So she told me, why don't you do uh, real estate like me? She was a realtor in San Diego at that time. And my sister was completely healthy and perfect. So nothing that nothing will happen to her at all. So to make the long story short, I was like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Maybe in my free time, I can study real estate and I can do real estate on my own time. That's a good thing about real estate, right? Like you can be your own, you are your own boss. Like if you don't deliver, then it's your problem. You're the one who's not making the money, but it's not like your boss is going to tell you, you have to be, you have (laughs) all these things, right? So like, okay, so let's do it. I started studying and then I got a TV show in Mexico. So I went to Mexico. I couldn't really study. Made long story short. I came back. And I went to auditions. I'd finished my contract with that TV network. I st- started like going to auditions here, but they were like, "Yeah, you don't look Latina. You have green eyes and light skin." And like now. I'm like, "That's wow. so wild!
1: That's so wild that you couldn't get cast as." I mean, isn't that isn't that weird? Like, you're yeah, that's who you are. You know
2: exactly. I actually I actually dyed my hair like almost black. I was like, "Okay, I want to see if <laughs> I can't see me like Latina." Like, <laughs> and then one day I was like, "You know what? I'm done with this. I need a break." I actually dyed my hair super blonde. And I went to Miami to visit my friends because I lived there for nine, I lived there for nine years. And, and while I was there, I was talking to my sister and she was like, you know what let's do, let's, oh, when she told me about real estate, she told me maybe one day we can do a reality TV about the sisters in, real oh. in California. i was like, yeah, okay, that's cool." like I never thought of doing reality TV because I was, you know, acting and yeah, not, not my head was not into, into there to be honest. Yeah. So then uh, I go to Miami and then we started talking about her staging company. She had a staging company my sister in San Diego. So it was perfectly combined, the real estate with the staging. And she told me, "Maybe let's open one in LA." And I said, "Okay." So we started talking about that. And I said, "When I go when I came when I go back to LA, I'll go to San Diego. I'll see you and then you explain everything to me so we can open uh the LA, you know, yeah, uh, staging shopping, yeah. in style." Yeah. Uh-huh. So she was like, okay. So then I came back on December 6th, three years ago. Uh today, three years ago. So I came back at 1 or 2 a.m. I was supposed to go see her on a weekend. It was a Thursday. I, I came back on a Thursday. I, I was supposed to call her on a Friday. I never called her. And she passed away on a Friday. So three oh years gosh. ago today. And obviously it was like the worst nightmare of my life because it was unexpected and it was just like it was like someone would have yeah, Ripped taken your heart part of yeah, my yeah. my my heart and like completely destroy it. It was crazy. Um, but I took, well, of course, the first three months were a nightmare, like I said in the show. And I opened this uh in the show because I feel that being vulnerable and being open and it's okay. It's, it's okay to be like that. It's okay to share your pain. It's okay to, to probably even like inspire people with your story. And that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to tell people that because of my sister, I'm doing this and all the blessings that she's giving me, but also, yeah, it just,
1: I I love, I love that so much. I mean, like that's, I mean, we really relate to you then I've had so many people comment about, you know, you you come off then like we can you give us an entrance point into your life instead of just being fancy and selling houses. We kind of then root for you and we see a lot of ourselves in you, which I think is just so, you know, such a compliment to your sister as well. Um, and, and just look how amazing you are doing a reality show about Thank this. Thank you. I
2: know. So in the story, it continues because I was like, OK, so when I step into my power of of like, I, I was like, I don't want to be a victim of this anymore. I don't want to, you know, my sister used to be a very, very happy person. And I was like, I, I'm sure she's not happy seeing me the way that I am. I was kind of like suffering in silence, trying to be strong for my mom and my brother. So I was like, I'm going to ask for help. And I asked for help. I started healing, or if you can really heal, but like stepping into more peaceful you know kind of dealing with that that pain and I that's when I started like okay I'm going to do the staging company so I brought all the furniture from San Diego and I was like I have no idea what I'm doing but I'm going to do (laughs) things were not going well (laughs) Things are like okay and one day I sat in my car and I was like Jackie what should I do please give me a sign so I open my my phone and I Google open houses and I will like maybe another area. So I'm going to search in, in Sherman Oaks. Maybe that's the kind of furniture that I have. It's not like high, ne- high end. It's more like traditional. So maybe Sherman Oaks. So I go there and the first open house that I go into, the realtor tells me, you know what, Vanessa, I think uh, I, I want you to work for me. At Five minutes after coming, come, I'm like, what do you mean? You're like, yeah, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm a stager. He's like, no, no, you should be a realtor. You're amazing with people. Those are the same words that my sister told me when she told me you, you should be in real estate because you love helping people. You're amazing with people. And yeah. that's like 50 or 60 percent of the job is that just like being good with people and loving helping people. So I was like that's that's my sign right there. I said, OK, I get it. You're telling me to stop the real the staging right now and really go for the real estate license. So I went for it and I put all my heart into studying again. I really, you know, I, I passed on my first try, which was incredible too, because it's not easy and especially in <laughs> the language. Oh my God. Oh my God. Sometimes <laughs> I had to watch the same video two or three times, but it's okay. I did it. And I w- a month after I got my license, I got my first listing. And the day uh-huh. that I had my listing appointment, I sat in my, in my living room and I spoke to Jackie and I was like um give uh give me all your knowledge and you know send me all your good energy because I know she's with me and she moved I, I can show you the video it's it's crazy. she moved one blind when I opened my eyes like for seven minutes. I had the video I couldn't I couldn't believe it myself. I had to record it because I couldn't believe wow. what I was seeing and all my windows were closed. everything was like crazy. so then, then the reality tv that she told me that we will do came comes into my life too yeah so i do the crossover that she knew that i wanted to do kind of like stop doing the villains that i was doing on <laughs> so well that's what
1: everybody doesn't realize you were really a spanish soap opera actor for a i yeah. mean that's what you did you were very successful at it and it's very interesting that i mean i don't know there's so many like kind of weird things that pop up you're now kind of on a reality show that's a soap opera in a way, but you get to, I don't know, it's just a very weird commonality, but it's got to <laughs> be extremely exciting because this show is like a rocket ship. Like, I mean, since it's aired, have you noticed so many more people recognizing you and things like that?
2: Yes. I mean, I've been a lot in uh, interviews in Zooms so... <laughs> at home. <laughs> but I, but I did went out. Uh, I did go out on on this this weekend, and uh, yeah, it was like crazy. And it is the first time that people recognize me as Vanessa, not yeah. the character. So it's really different, right? And the people, the way they approach you is different, and they obviously feel that they know you because obviously they know you, <laughs> they know you as a person. So it's, it was really lovely to see all this love of the people, and of course, the messages I've been receiving on Instagram are. Crazy beautiful. Like I am overwhelmed with so much love. I'm so, so grateful. And I, I, I know mean, you own. managed to, you're one of the only
1: characters that has managed to, I think everybody loves nobody has disliked yet because either you're in both sides, you know, I have heard of Chrishell, uh super fans and then Chrishell has her detractors same with Christine, but you are in this really nice spot where everybody really likes you now. And I know you guys have already filmed the fifth season, do you become a villain at some point? Are you even allowed to say? Like, are, do you? Are do you, do you? Do you? Do you fight somebody like a soap opera actor would?
2: No, I would never. I would. You know. I mean, obviously, of course, if, if someone attacks me, I'm never gonna stay quiet because I can be a peacemaker, but I'm not gonna allow anyone to like disrespect me or anything. Uh, but I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna go to the crazy. Like ah! no, 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 that's not my style. <laughs> Um, I, what I, like, uh, do you, I would what, not what, go to that level, uh, because it's not my personality, it's not who I am, and I'm going to stay true to myself, and I, you know, people, I, it, I mean, I don't want to be someone, and I'm not just to to have, you know, like, more time on screen, or, you know what I mean? You I'm really saying? seem like
1: you know who you are. Have you always been like this? Like, you really, I get the sense that you know exactly who you are.
2: Yes, I mean, I think I've always been like this, but I think that the last five years of my life I've been doing a lot of a lot of work on myself, um, and that has brought me a lot of blessings. A lot of blessings, like not only on a professional but also personal, life, you know, level. Like the kind of people that I have in my life right now, like you know, meaning relationship, uh, friends, uh, everything right now. The, even if I prefer quantity. No. Quality? Sorry. I like, quantity, <laughs> yes. I want more too. I yes, not quality.
1: Just quantity.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. I prefer quantity. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you prefer okay. quality, but I don't oh, want to this speak this is the problem yeah.
2: of being Latina. <laughs> okay, this is the problem of being bilingual. Eso, <laughs> eso. So. I prefer quality over quantity.
1: <laughs> Man, I, so, I, I was- No, I prefer
2: to have three friends that are going to be real or five. The having tender are fake.
1: Yeah, you know, um, people yes. wanted to know when I felt you. They found out you were coming on. How did you meet the Oppenheim brothers, and what was your first impression of them? Did you already know them through? I knew you worked for another real estate company before you got to the Oppenheim uh, group. Well, how did you meet them?
2: Uh, well, I met Jason and Brett at a restaurant. Um, they invited me to, 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 have a conversation with them. I think they found me both of them at the same time. And they sent me separately, uh, to the producers. <laughs> so it's <laughs> funny, uh, it's crazy because I, obviously there was so much to be, and obviously we had a conversation, the three of us, and it was, I was like completely, uh, you know, like, oh, wow, they want me to work with them. That is incredible for sure. I mean, why would I not uh, work with yeah, such, of course you know, successful and, and, you know, smart guys? And they're super incredible as, you know, mentors and everything. So absolutely, it was a dream come true to work, uh, start working with them. And then on top of that, you know, also Selling Sunset came into the, into the event. <laughs> well, that's
1: the big question. And I think I know, I mean, I'm speaking to Amanza, people want to know, is this show real?
2: Oh yeah, it's real. <laughs>
1: that's what exactly. What I mean, like that's what I'm saying. Like, unfortunately, like these things are really uh, happening. These relationships are real. Have you yeah. become uh, friendlier with these ladies as the time has gone on and all that stuff? You consider them friends now?
2: Yes, a hundred percent. Of course, at the beginning, obviously, it you know it took me time to to say, "Oh, I feel like you're my friend now," because I do also protect my heart. I'm not. I don't judge, but I also protect my heart because I've been hurt in the past a lot. So that's where probably I also like, like to take my time and see what they give to me, not to others, just to me. And I do feel I have a lot of connection with uh, with Mayan. I mean, I don't know if you yeah. saw the, the Shishito scene. That was that was She so makes me awesome. laugh.
1: She, uh, Yeah, she makes me laugh uh, so yeah, much. She's yeah, she's
2: incredible. Yeah. And, you know, of course, like when I met her, I was like, I'm so glad I'm not the only one with an accent here. (laughs) (laughs) um, So I I really love her and I admire her as as a woman. I love her values. And, you know, she's a hard worker. She works in Miami. She has two babies. She's pregnant, and she was flying back and forth to. Yeah, the she, show. I don't see how
1: she does it all. She and she announced she was pregnant again on the fourth season, and I was like, no, "How? Do you do- she hasn't
2: baby in season." I mean, I'm like, I can I barely something. get out of bed,
1: and she's like having babies nonstop. I mean, well, that's a, the other question uh, people had was, Amanza said she would never share her uh, current relationship on screen. She was like, "No, that's private." Would you consider sharing your dating life on screen? Are there certain limits that you'd be like, "I'm not interested in that."
2: Amanza doesn't or who doesn't?
1: No, she, Amanza doesn't. She says she's with a, a gentleman for a while, but, you know, he doesn't want to come on camera and stuff like that. And she's fine with it. I was wondering for you, do you like, I don't want to share that aspect of my life or would you be willing to?
2: Uh, I mean, I am I am willing until a, certain, until a certain point because of course the story that I have, uh, it's, I think something that, you know, as again, like I, I do want to inspire people. In any way. And you know, I think that also I have always been very private about my relationship, my, my love life. My since I'm four years old, like my career Wait, since you were first, four years
1: old, in, you've been private. Yes, <laughs> of course, because <laughs> I was, <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: my god. Okay, so no, but what I think I've been acting since them four. I never yeah. been, you know, uh open about my love life in my career. Um, I always like it to keep to keep it private, not that I'm gonna not be I mean, I'm. I don't want to keep it private, but I don't want to like make like you know what I'm saying. Like it's kind of like yeah, you
1: don't like because I mean, I feel like we're about to have a storyline with Courshell and um, uh, 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 Jason or uh, Courshell and one of the gentlemen. They actually are romantically involved now, and I feel like that's going to be the whole plot line of season five but you would probably not want to have it revolve around a relationship. Yeah, exactly. I don't, yeah. I mean,
2: it's not like I want, yeah, I don't want that to be the main focus of my, of my, of my, you know, my career and career and my life uh, because it's, you know, it's separate and I do want to protect my relationship too. And I know how, you know, it can be if you, if you don't do it. So I think, <laughs> yeah, just a little be will, willing.
1: Would you be willing to go back to like, cause I think you're so dynamic on TV and so many new people are being, uh, made aware of you would you be willing to go back to acting if the right part came along in America? 100
2: uh, yes if the right thing comes along 100 percent. i think that tv was out of my sight uh and now it's obviously back on my life i mean really life pushed me to this like my sister was like uh-uh, <laughs> you're going yes, back. by the <laughs> way can your sister help me please I, 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 she <laughs> yeah, said, like well, she seems so like she knows her. what
1: she's doing i mean like that's amazing yes, um You want to inspire people in life. You say, you you know, that's really, you want to inspire. What do you want people to know? What do you, I mean, what are, what is a message that you're trying to relay? And I know that is part of your story, but what would you like people to know?
2: Well, I mean, of course, one of the things that I know that a lot of people are dealing right now is uh, with grief. Right. A lot of people are dealing with uh, the loss of a um, family member or friend through COVID or, you know, like especially yeah. now these days, we a lot of people have been experiencing this grief. So the first thing that I would say is that don't do it by yourself. Is it's, it's And it's OK to cry. It's OK to be sad. Um, don't put it under the rug because it's not going to help you heal. Just open and, and speak to someone that will give you, you know, some guidance on how to heal or how to become stronger and use that pain into into fuel and you know like just um, yeah just make something positive out of, out of that and make that person proud if that's going to be your 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 fuel like is that going to be my engine like I'll take it a hundred percent and I'm, I'm going to use it in my favor in my in a positive way because I'm sure they're in a better place I'm sure they're still with us and um, yeah just 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 we're still alive. And every day that we are given is a blessing and is a gift. And we should take care of every single minute that we're on this earth and, you know, be grateful and take the best out of every day because well, that- life is short.
1: I really and it's going quicker and quicker the older I get. But I know,
2: I I know. It really
1: is. But by the way, what you just said is such a beautiful message, especially around the holidays right now. Um, That's kind of what it's all about: is to remind yourself at the end of the year what we're actually going to do, and with a focus on the year ahead, with bringing that kind of attitude in it, and you can move mountains with it. You know.
2: Yes, exactly. Believing yourself, like you know, if, if if it's not that you're going through pain. Of any grief or anything, then just believe in yourself and always keep a positive mind. And, you know, everything is possible. I okay. am, I am, I am proof of
0: that.
1: I mean, mean, by the way, I can't wait to see where you go the next year and the year after that. I mean, it really does feel like things happen at a certain time for a certain reason. And like I said, you're incredibly dynamic on screen. I watch so many of these reality shows for my job and you really do pop. So I'm really excited to see what happens next. Uh, As we wrap up, because I know you have 30 billion interviews to do, uh, Mm -hmm. who are you talking to? Uh, Are you... Do you text with any of the ladies? Are you still texting with Christine, Chrishell? Do you stay in touch or are you, you know, so-so?
2: Yes, I do. I do. I, well, Christine was uh, was out of the uh, country. She was enjoying life. <laughs> on a beautiful day. How meet. dare her? How dare her? Yeah, how dare her? her, yeah. her I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we're going to get together soon, hopefully. I mean, I stay in touch with Davina, with Maya. And I mean, I want to go to Miami and see her and meet the baby because I'm sure I'm not going to be able to make it before the baby comes. Yeah. Um, of, of course with Christelle too I mean we she had a celebration a Friendsgiving celebration I went there and I support her and I you know was there for her so I mean any of the girls Heather I love Heather and the way that she is living her life right now you know with her, her oh marriage. yeah she
1: just got married right yeah
2: yeah 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 and then yeah. she's you know she's um she's super romantic like me so <laughs> we share that we have that in common and Amanda she's a wonderful woman too that I admire profoundly because she definitely is not easy to be a single mom and the yeah. way that she's, uh, you know, step up for her two kids is incredible. I know that from, you know, from my mom, like my 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 father, uh, my, my mom uh, got divorced when I was seven. So I know it's not easy and my father wasn't that much in the picture. So I know it's, it takes a lot for a mom to yeah. become the mom and the dad. So uh, I respect her a lot. So. It's really refreshing for you to, you you say nice
1: things about everybody. You realize that, right? It's very, it's very different and refreshing for somebody to say all nice things about their castmates, you know, like (laughs) that's really good. That's a really good thing. Is there any dirt that you can give us for the upcoming season? Is there any hints? Is there anything that we should be looking out for?
2: You're going to look out, uh, I'm sure you're going to see <laughs> drama. <laughs>
1: oh my God, of course we're going to see drama. Oh my yeah,
2: of and maybe and maybe big decisions, who knows
1: big to say. Okay. Okay. So hopefully we'll be able to see season five soon. You guys season four is out. I've tried to convince everybody to watch this show because it is great. It, you will want to watch one episode and then you're just going to, it's going to fly by and you're not going to not want to watch all of the episodes, but also go support Vanessa, go follow her on Instagram, go check out what she's doing. I think she has so many great positive messages that we really need. So, uh, please yeah, support her at all. Her
2: house- or, you know, Yes, and house. also,
1: if anybody, if anybody is living <laughs> go buy it from Vanessa, and then let me live with you. That would be also great. So, um, uh, is there anything else that we need to know?
2: No, I mean, if there's any, yeah, any good opportunity out there too, you know, bring <laughs> it <in> my way. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I was an I was an Let's acting put it out there. The first, yes, I I mean, I, come on. Today, you know what I, what I put out there? I'm I'm gonna i because they asked me, okay, if they if you have a celebrity that you would love to sell her house, who who would be? I said, huh. Malibu Lady Gaga. I mean oh, I know. Oh, by the way, yes, that would be oh my god, if Lady and Gaga appears saw, on
1: selling sunset, how this Gucci? is
2: crazy because I just saw that pink, which is another one of my favorite um Singers, she yeah. just listed her house three days ago. I'm like, oh damn, why I didn't get it.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so so we're putting that out in the universe. She is going to sell Lady Gaga house yes. or sell her mouth. <laughs> so uh please put that into the universe. Uh Vanessa, yes. please come back anytime that you have anything. You are oh. such a joy. You really made my uh brighten my day. So uh, uh thank you I so just, much. I wish Ryan. all good things for you, and hopefully we'll talk to you again sometime.
2: Uh absolutely hundred percent. I'll be more than happy to do it. Thank you so much. And if we don't speak again, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Bye.
1: We will be back to the show in just one second, folks. I wanted to actually do a couple of commercials. The sponsors for this week, uh, two great sponsors. uh, They have been with us before, and I'm very happy that they are with us again. Our first one is BetterHelp. So this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Um, So you guys know I've talked about this ad nauseum, and I'm going to talk about it again. Mental health is one of the biggest things that we need to focus on in this country and for ourselves. Uh, it is just like working out for your brain and you've got to push yourself to do it because great results can happen and you can't do it alone. And that is where better help comes into play. Um, I have done therapy for many years. I do therapy. I've done better help before. I do know that these things help. Um, I think always the best way to think about therapy is through kind of like, you know, uh, it's like a bunch of analogies. You know, you get the oil change on your car. It prevents bigger issues down the road. You see a doctor. You go to the gym. You take care of your bodies. You don't want to, you know, you want to prevent injury and disease. And we do chores regularly. I don't, but you guys supposedly do uh, to avoid a messy house. So going to therapy, it's like all of that stuff I just talked about. It's routine maintenance for your mental and emotional wellness to prevent bigger issues down the road. So going to therapy, it doesn't mean something's wrong with you. I think that is a huge misconception and there is this kind of stigma that I personally want to try to fight against so bad because it is, it is something that you should be proud to do. Um, or once you've done it, there is this sense of pride. Go into it knowing that you are making just such a big, important, good decision for yourself. You are investing in yourself, saying that I deserve this. Um, So BetterHelp, it's customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So You don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to, which is another huge thing. Even though I personally, I like the on-camera. I like, it's the same thing with interviews. I like looking at somebody to be able to bounce. I think that's an important part for me personally, but I love that you're able to choose for yourself. Uh, It's also, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Um, So why invest in everything else and not in your mind. It doesn't make sense. You gotta. So the podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, this podcast, and so bad it's good listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash so bad. That's B E T T E R H E L P dot com slash so bad. And especially during the holidays, I think this stuff even doubles and triples. There are so many emotions and so many thoughts that come out during this period of time, and even just something great to start the new year with. Uh, Our second one, uh, this is a fun one. It's Best Fiends time, you guys. Uh, It is the busiest time of year, like I just said. So if you need a break from all the intensity, from all the familial stuff, from all the gift gift giving, from all the supply chain problems, Best Fiends is the perfect pick-me-up. It is, seriously, it's my new favorite game. I even play it now while I watch TV itself. So I'm playing the game And I'm watching television. Who said... That's what you call a double threat, folks. I am a double threat. Uh, Best Friends is a match-three-style puzzle and adventure game all rolled into one. And with more levels being added all the time, there's always something new to play. Um, Best Fiends, it has it all. It has a great storyline... Uh, collectible fiends, which if you play the game, you'll understand what that means, and tons of fun puzzles. Uh, I can't put it down. It's quite possibly the best puzzle game out there. Uh, No Wi-Fi? No problem. Play Best Fiends whenever and wherever you want because they have an offline mode. So even if your holiday travels take you off the beaten path, even if you're at the airport waiting for hours or even on the airplane itself or traveling across country with a loved one or just trying to uh, ignore the loved ones in a different room, you can still play Best Fiends. Uh, It is, like I said, one of my favorite kind of time savers. And you kind of feel smart doing it because puzzles always make me feel smart. Uh, Download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. And just by the way, I know, I hope I'm not slurring, that is fiends. So it's friends without the R, best fiends. Um, But uh, yeah, so guys, check that out. Uh, Just check it out. I think it's a great thing, and especially for the holidays. And you guys now, back to the remainder of the show. You guys, wasn't Vanessa great? I, th- I, what a, I, I just... I, I love that energy. So, hope you guys dug it as well. And now, we get to get into Real Housewives of Orange County Season 16, Episode 2! Oh, God, I... I'm sorry. It's alright to get excited about things, and I am very excited about these first two episodes. I think it has everything. It has plastic surgery, it has riches, it has poor people. Sorry, Gina. It has... It has weird fashion. It has people boozing it up. Sorry, Shannon. It has lawsuits. It has all... And by the way, I want to just say, you know, a lot of people are like, that Terry and Terry Debro scene, how would they not know about the lawsuit from Nicole? I don't care. I don't care. I buy it. Like, I mean, I don't buy it by it. Like, it's all fake. They're on a reality show. But I buy it enough. Like, I loved it. I loved it. And when we get to that scene, it's just full of batshit hysteria the way they just are laughing like some kind of vaudevillian laurel and hardy like <laughs> it was amazing i kept rewinding it and that's when you know it's good when you have to rewind something because you're like am, is this Am i really seeing this it is so cool to have heather back because she's so used to being on tv so it's it's almost like Let me like a like a Jedi, like Luke Skywalker. For all those who never watched Star Wars, I'm so sorry. But for any men listening or any of your uh, boyfriends or husbands that are unfortunately having to listen because you're on a car ride somewhere. Hi. Hello. How are you? Um, uh, Luke Skywalker started off as just a, a farm boy. Uh, on a desert land, and he eventually trained and got to be a Jedi, and I think that's like Heather. She's kind of just like, we see her now years later, and she's just as confident and classy, and she's like, nothing throws me except for this lawsuit. Everybody shall leave my abode. Like, even in her panic state, she's not panicked, and I think that is always fascinating to watch, you know? Uh, a couple of things before we get jump right into this, I do want to say I did get the screener. For Real Housewives of Miami for the new season, episode one that premieres on Peacock this Thursday, and guys, I am very—I'm not allowed. To, I'm like you know, you're not allowed to really talk about it, um, uh, so I can't give you any spoilers yet. I will once it airs, but I got to tell you, really good. And I'm not saying really good, and like by the way, you guys have know, you guys know, I've been dying to get a screener so the fact thank you nbc universal thank you peacock thank you for entrusting me to watch this gem of a show uh i can see why they put it on peacock they put it on peacock because it's actually good and it's going to get people over to watch I, I i can guarantee you guys will dig this show um uh and i think there is something they didn't put this in any of this crap they gave us but um I think you can get like a free week or a free month or something where you could knock out Ultimate Girls Trip, Miami, all at once over the holidays, but it's really good. Larza Pippen is back. You got Adriana, Alexia. It's just, and and you, well, no, I don't want to, I don't want to give that away, but there's just some really good stuff. I watched it tonight. I was very excited. It could be the vaccines in me that I just took today, but all in all, it's really good. And I think you're going to really dig it. And I wanted to point that out. I don't know if they listened to the show to even hear if I'm talking about it. They didn't even ask for me to talk about it. But I was just so psyched to get it in the first place. Because to me, that is the greatest honor uh, for them to entrust me. I with and, and when I was, you know, I've thought about that for years. When I would like read Danny or Kate Casey or like, I've gotten a screener early. You know, I would be like, oh, one day I hope that's me. Um but I don't think I'm not going to tweet anything like that, or you know, I'm just going to tell you guys. And it's not even bragging; like I'm literally uh, a nobody, but it's just nice to be a nobody that they actually recognize this time. Um, but I was very excited, and I was very excited. It was it was good because if it sucked, that would be really bad. <laughs> that would be like okay. Well, I guess it wasn't really that big of a deal to get these early, anyways. You know. Um, also, uh, I, I mentioned this on the show on Monday. I am on TikTok now. I think it's just Ryan Bailey 25. I think that's I think that's what the old <laughs> I think that's what the uh the old TikTok name is. And I got to tell you I I yeah, it's Ryan Bailey 25. I uh I really am enjoying watching it, but the the algorithm it literally has me thinking I think it thinks I'm Terry DeBro. It has me like looking at a bunch of like pimple popping videos and blackheads, and then I was like, "Do I like this?" Like I was like I've never really looked at pimple. Like I've never watched that show, Doctor Pimple Popper, on TLC. Which, by the way, did you guys watch before the ninety days? Ninety Day Fiance. Usman is back, soldier boy, baby. Um, Ninety Day heads will understand what I just said. Um, But yeah, they they they're showing me all these. It's like pimple popping videos and girls dance like jumping around in bras. And I just literally mean just jumping in bras. And I'm like. Who does this algorithm think I am? Like, how do I do this? I don't know. So, like I said, if you wanna, if you're over there, follow me, say hi. Um, I'm gonna try to make some stupid videos that I'll eventually be embarrassed by one day. Um, okay, so Real Housewives of Orange County second episode. Now, this episode, you guys, it is entitled "Loose Lips and Lawsuits." Now, if I was a betting man, and I am. Loose lips, to me, either means bad plastic surgery, which, you know, Terry Debro or it could mean loose lips like somebody's telling secrets and talking too much where they shouldn't be. And then lawsuits, of course, just means that somebody has sued somebody in the show. So we, we're guaranteed of some people talking shit that they shouldn't be, and we're guaranteed some lawsuits with this episode. So even going in, you're just like... Okay, this is exactly this is exactly what I've signed up for. I want some loose lips and lawsuits. Now, we didn't get last week on the first episode because it was so jam-packed, they did not do the taglines. So, we have the taglines and let's go through them together as a group. We will be stop starting, so please take notes.
0: This storms has found her sunshine, and the future is looking bright.
1: This storm has found its sunshine, and it's looking bright. (laughs) The sunshine is Reposado tequila, by the way. I just love it. (laughs) Shannon is so, this storm, uh, it just feels intense already. This storm has found its sunshine, and it's looking bright. (laughs) If you really look at anything Shannon does in this show, it looks completely unhinged, but all buttoned up. Like, the storm is raging within her at all times. I've still got a small house, but I'm living large. Wake well, up, everybody. I'm Jim. I'm still gonna... I'm still going to... I I still got to i can not do it. What's up, everybody? I still... I can't do accents. I, I still got a small. House. I, I still, a small I, but, 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 I still got a small house. I, still got a small. I still, I love also. Her tagline is like, "I'm poor as shit, but I'm happy." I still got, I still got a small house. <laughs> I still I still I still got a small house God
0: damn it. These days I don't just raise the bar, I close it down too. What the hell does that these days I don't
1: raise the bar to, I close the bar to, I am a full-blown alcoholic this season. I close the bar too? you have a family, Emily, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't, we've got a full week, hey. I get asked to leave the bar, too. I'm not just a lawyer. I've been asked to leave bars every night. They say, why are you still here? You have a family to go home to. And I say, I've got a new hip. I'm fun,
0: Emily. In the O.C., it's easier to fit in, but much more fun to stand out.
1: Now, this one, you can tell she's not comfortable With these voiceovers yet. And it sounds like she's recording a a tin can or something. She's like, in the OC, it's much more to stand out. It's very breathy and it's kind of everywhere. It's much more good to stand out. And she's like, was that sexy, everybody? Was that good? (laughs) It's more invited to stand out. (laughs) It's like weird and breathy and stuff. I gotta tell you, I I want Noella on the show at some point. But I don't, uh, man, not coming off as cool as I think she wants to come off. I think she's really wanting to come off cool, and it's two episodes in, It I have not thought that yet.
0: I'm not afraid of a little jab, and the ones I give are the best.
1: I'm gonna fucking jab you. I'm gonna cut you. I'm going to cut you with a shiv. No, this is Dr. Jen. So I'm guessing the, the, you know, jabs obviously mean Botox, which is like kind of her storyline. But at the same time, weird like, you know, with the pandemic and, you know, the vaccine and stuff the jab could go and also the the jab thing also i thought also like does that mean penis like my mind was going all different ways with this one but then i think it's just her jabbing people with the the botox needle also the creepy dollhouse music they ding 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 ding. it's like really it's like fucking what is that old creepy book um uh vc andrews not children of the corn flowers in the attic Children in the Corn, (laughs) Flowers in the Attic, it's like, ding, 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 ding. It's like a really creepy dollhouse vibe, you know?
2: If you'd like to reach my standards, I suggest you get a ladder.
1: If you'd like to reach my standards, if you'd like to reach my standards, I suggest you get a beanstalk. If you'd like to reach my standards, I suggest you go to heaven. If you'd like to reach my standards, I'd say try to stand on a very tall person. <clears throat> I love I love that we've just accepted. We've like, we call her fancy, you know, we've just like we've we've given her so much credit as being the fanciest person on earth. The only thing now is that like she's we've given it this much spotlight that I almost kind of and no offense, Heather or Terry, you're like, I kind of want to see the other side of that of, you know, the rags, the the riches to rags. Like, we've seen the rags to riches. Now I want to go back to, like... And that's usually how these arcs go, right? Like, like they're spending so much money in this episode that I was like, this has got to be on some kind of FBI watch list at this point. Like, you know, like, sir, I need you to watch uh, Sunday night's episode, episode two. They spent $36,000 on sushi. Uh, We're going to need full surveillance of Terry and Heather Dubrow. They live in Orange County. Like, how would you not see this and go... Yeah. Something's going on there. Like their, their place looks like an airport. Like it looks like the Delta sky lounge at Terry and Heather's. I love the Delta sky lounge, but it's very, I mean, it's just, it's like, how did they talk in there without it? Not just echoing everywhere. It just, I, and by the way, it could be an airport. Like, I don't know. They could have built a whole airport at that place. So uh, previously on the Real Housewives of Orange County they do like previously on the Real Housewives of Orange County and Emily does the voiceover this time and um, we see Dr. Jen giving Gina Botox for the first time oh I like you Dr. Jen. God I hate I hate my oh Dr. Jen you give me Botox I can't do it oh Dr. Jen oh Dr. Jen what the hell am I doing <laughs> oh, Doctor Chen Doctor Oh, Doctor Chen. I need to—I li- need to watch it again to listen to it. Oh, Doctor Jen! Oh, Doctor Jen! Oh, oh, Doctor Jen! You are giving me Botox. Damn it! I'll get better, guys. You just hang in with me. Um, Nicole, we see the scene of Heather DeBro and Nicole, the the one that dated Kid Rock. They were hiking and said, oh, we've known each other for eight years. We meet Noella, the tall girl that's married to Sweet James, the lawyer. And she's like, I've got a sex dungeon. It's very chic. And it's not very chic. It's like it looks like the color satin red threw up everywhere. And then we see a scene of Heather going, do you know Nicole James to Shannon Storms Bedore? And she's like, I know a Nicole Weiss. And Shannon told Emily Gina says, Shannon told Emily and I that Nicole sued Terry DeBrow. And Gina's like, the right, the right thing to do is tell her. (laughs) uh, And the Storms has found her sunshine. Sorry. Then that's when we get the taglines. Also, with the opening picture of all the ladies holding the orange, there is no center orange. Which usually there's one girl in the middle. And that's considered like some kind of like big privilege of like, ooh, Kyle got the middle diamond this time. There's no center orange. And I thought that was interesting. If you guys are paying attention to stuff like that, we open up and we are at Heather's sushi party. Uh, It is uh, catered by Nobu. We saw her meet with the manager last episode. We get you guys the I've been I want to live in the gigantic HD for Heather DeBrow ice sculpture. Speaking of HD, if you watch this show on HD, man, it is rough on some of these ladies and Terry Debrô. You can see poor, like, these TVs are getting too good. I was like, holy shit, like, you can see all these, like, it's getting to be too much. Too much. We need to dial back either the surgery or the TVs. TVs cannot get more clear. Like, it's like, we, I I, I can't have it be this clear. Like, if I ever get on TV, I can't do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be able to see into my skull, uh, soul, not skull. Um, Dina. <sighs> um, so we see that uh, Gina, uh, Gina goes. It feels good to be dressed up again. And if you go to Heather's, you gotta be dressed up, guys. Once again, I know it doesn't sound like Gina. <laughs> Nicole comes uh, into the party with Noella. And you guys, when Nicole and Noella come in, they have blurred Nicole's vaginal area. She was wearing, I'm not making this up, they were. she was wearing that short of a skirt that there is a blur. Either that or it's like insanely hairy down there, but it was like, it is a blur, and they blur her a couple of times. It's only for the discerning, <laughs> I'm just constantly, I'm just constantly looking at the mid-region. Oh my god, there's a blur there. Like, but it was that short that they had to like, what is the blur budget on Real Housewives of Orange County? Like, honestly, that was wild. Did anybody else see that? And uh so uh <laughs> Noelle is like, I love it here. Like these ladies are so impressed. Everybody's impressed by Heather's house. Uh, Nicole meets Emily and Gina, and Noella meets Emily and Gina, and everybody's like, hi, hi, hi. So this is your starting lineup of Real Housewives of Orange County. Emily in a talking head's like, um, you know, Nicole is so nice. You know, there is nothing weirder than being friends with someone who sued Terry in the past. It just it makes no sense, Emily is saying, because they came into this thinking that (coughs) they were told by Shannon Sturms-McGlover then Nicole sued Terry DeBro. So they're just, Emily's like, I don't know what's, go- my new hip is clicking. I don't know why they are friends with somebody that sued them. Like, everybody is busybody. And I don't know if also this is just multiple seasons on a reality show. It's like they've learned to jump on the first, like, the. It, it's like saying yes in an improv scene. They're like, we got to keep any scene alive. Like, I'm going to jump on this. I'm going to make this a scene. I'm going to make this my scene. So I felt a little bit bit about that with Emily and Gina in this whole scene. Um, Noella tells Jen, Dr. Jen, Noella's like, you look hot, Dr. Jen. And (laughs) Dr. Jen goes, thanks, man. (laughs) Noella goes, did you work today? And Dr. Jen goes, I did work today. And Noella goes, I don't know how you do it. You know, I just woke up and I had some champagne. I got out of bed and I just, I started working on my hair and makeup. And I got to say, Noella, bad move. Like, try not to act like an asshole. Like, you got to understand, like, we're here for the fabulosity. But at the same time, don't be an ass. Like, I got out of bed and drank some champagne and went into hair and makeup. Like, I don't find that as glamorous as maybe I once would have. How do you ladies feel? I know. Is it aspirational or do you guys get the same vibe of, like, what planet is Noella on? Like, I need to know more about Noella before I make a final decision. But it's not looking great, you know? Uh, Jen goes, congratulations. I'm very happy for you, Noella. Jen in a talking head goes, it is hard for me to relate to people who don't work. And I totally appreciate that. Now, I did mention on Monday show a lot of text messages that Jen has sent talking shit about Noella and Bronwyn and talking about her Republican beliefs spilled out. Um, I don't know if those were true or not, but I'm sure you guys saw those as well. Uh, Noel and I goes, me and Jen are polar opposites. So they both think that each other are kind of, uh, weirdly annoying. So, uh, Jen goes, the only thing that we have in common is that we breathe oxygen. Uh, Gina hugs Noel and goes, you're so tall. <laughs> you're a beanstalk. I'm from New Jersey. Heather says, um, ladies, ladies, I have a photographer. Would everybody love to do a group? I'd love to do a group shot of everyone before we started the evening. And Shannon Storms door, sees Nicole Weiss, now the other Nicole, and she does this fake smile laugh. She goes, ha <laughs> ha! like to Nicole she goes oh isn't this a crazy thing Shannon is fake as fuck you guys like she, she Shannon does that whole thing like Shannon's been talking shit about Nicole for the last couple of days and she sees Nicole and she goes oh look at us look at us just the time of our life i did not know you were coming and Nicole goes i cannot wait to talk to you Shannon and Shannon goes i know But she kind of does, I know, because she hasn't fully had her medicine yet, her booze. So she's still, like, tense, Shannon. She's like, oh, I cannot wait. She's not unclenching her jaw yet. Shannon and I talking I goes, this is not the va-va-voom Pamela Anderson I met 16 years ago. Yeah, you fucking idiot. People grow up. Like, people look different after 16 years, Shannon. You don't look the same way either. So they all take these photos by a professional photographer, which I always find interest. You know, it's like Heather is really just going there. And by the way, before I found out the price of this party, I was all for it. I was like, "Oh yeah, look at this fancy party." Um, Shannon goes, "Skimpy dress is the same, but nothing must else." is the same on nicole and they go into the dining room and we see like all of the you know everything's laid out perfectly there there's these like sushi boxes with all of their names inscribed in it and like fancy choppy sticks yeah i said choppy sticks and then heather's like do you want to bang the gong does anybody want to bang the gong and then uh nicole uh wants to bang the gong and uh so they're like Nicole wants to bang the gong and Jen wants the bang of the gong. And Heather's like, I've never had a double bang. (laughs) And then there's a double gong, bang, bang, gong. And Noella goes, I felt that in my vaginal area. (laughs) And um, Heather goes, is anybody hungry? Let's go have a nibble. Let's go have a nibble. If anybody says let's go have a nibble to me, you are off the friend list. Let's go have a nibble. Let's go have a nibble. Like, you would—I would immediately lose my appetite. Let's go have a nibble? What am I, a mouse? Let's go have a nibble? What are we, three years old? Let's—let's—ladies, let's let's go have a nibble. Like, is this what—ladies, you—like, it's—nibble is the same as tinkle in my eyes. When my grandma—God rest her soul, I love her so much— she would say, "I gotta go tinkle," and I'd be like, "I gotta get out of here." Like the tinkle word is another thing, and I, it's not like I want to say like I gotta go take a piss, but like the tinkle word, it just sounds like we're 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 having water sports with our urine, you know? Like let's go have a tinkle, like let's go have a nibble. I don't like it. I want to let's refrain from using it. If we go have a meal, let's eat. We don't go have a nibble, um, or we can have some snackies. <laughs> Nicole goes up to Shannon and she goes, Shannon, I remember having a barbecue at your place. I had a boyfriend at the time. And Shannon's like, yeah, I remember everything. I remember everything. And, uh, you know, uh, Nicole's like, yeah, people always ask me, are you the one who dated kid rock? Or are you the one who waited in line for sprinkles cupcakes? And I have to say I'm both. And Shannon says, I'm surprised that Heather and, uh, Heather and Nicole are friends Heather comes by and goes can I encourage everyone to have a bite of food like this is like you know I love Fancy Pants Heather but it is one of those like let's have a nibble but also can I encourage everyone to have some food could I encourage everyone to open their mouths and chew can I encourage everybody to take a piece of sushi it is just too like hey what how about I encourage you to mind your business how about that and by the way, you would not have to encourage me to eat food. I would just be, like, shoveling. Like, hey, yeah, throw that. <laughs> hey, see if you can get that salmon in my mouth. Throw it from 10 feet back. Yeah, baby. Um, Heather's going, come on, everybody. Go take a plate. Go take a plate. And Gina is talking to Emily. She's like, I can't imagine that Shannon can talk shit and then just talk to Nicole's face. All smiley. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon goes, I'm, ha- I'm having sushi. And Shannon goes, I'm going to do four pieces. <laughs> like, like, like. oh, shit, Shannon. Wild. Hey, wild Shannon's out. Fun, Shannon. Having four pieces of sushi. I'm going to have four pieces. How do you like that for a nibble? Gina to Emily. Um, <laughs> Gina to Emily looks at her boobs. Nothing bad happened down there. Every- I don't know what that note means. I think Gina looks at Emily's boobs. I don't know. Anyways. Nicole. Oh. So Gina is next to Emily and Nicole in line for the sushi. So they're talking about Nicole's boobs, like right next to Nicole, and Nicole can't hear, and Gina's like looking at Emily goes, not nothing's ever bad happen to her boobs. (laughs) Sorry. Nicole (laughs) grabs So Gina. Nicole grabs Gina. To say hi. And Gina says, uh, you know, in a talking head, uh, allegedly she sued Terry for a botched boob job. And Emily, you know, this is the weird, and I I guess girls do say this to each other. I just know that guys don't ever go, yo, looks like you got a nice dick there. Emily goes, your boobs look great. And Nicole goes, oh my goodness. And I I, she, I think she was kind of flattered, but at the same time kind of weird because they're just meeting. And Gina goes, the whole thing, the whole package looks good. And Gina and her talking head goes, the whole thing here feels like the Twilight Zone. <laughs> and then Emily pokes Nicole's boobs. She pokes the boob. And Emily goes, uh, hey, are these, hey, uh, hey, touch my boobs. touch." <laughs> so Emily pokes Nicole's boob and then goes, hey, 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 touch my boob. It's not an implant. I'll tell you that much. Touch my boob. Nicole goes I've got a very long story about my boobs there's a big long long story and Gina goes well I feel like you have a lot of stories <laughs> and Emily is once again poking Nicole's boobs and going do you have implants in hey do you have implants and Nicole goes they are implants yes Uh, Was I the only one that thought this was completely inappropriate of Emily? It was like Jack and the Giant Beanstalk. She was like, and um, Gina goes, she has a long history of plastic surgery, specifically with her boobs. (laughs) She says, Gina says boobs, B-E-W-B-S, boobs. You got a long story with your Boobs hey, ladies, how's your boobs today? And Nicole goes, it took 4.5 years to get where I'm at. And uh, in a talking head, Gina goes, was it Terry who did it? I don't know. And Shannon goes, um, we cut to Shannon with Noella, and Shannon goes, oh, my nose is so runny, which is, hey, fun Shannon. (laughs) Nose is is runny Shannon. Um, And Noella's like, let me tell you about my girl Tracy the healer, and then Shannon's like, "Oh my god, that's my girl in Laguna Niguel," and Shannon and a talking head goes, "Back in the day, I could have pulled off something like Noella's wearing because Noella's wearing this very skimpy outfit." And then we see a flashback pick of Shannon, where even in the flashback pick, it doesn't really look like she could have pulled off something like that. You know what I'm saying? But by the way, that's a, Shannon's a very beautiful lady, just different than Noella. You know. And Noella says, "The angels bring you people. The angels bring you people at the right time." No, Noella, calm down. Uh, Terry walks in, and Terry, you guys, he is he is leather daddy Terry. He's like, "Hey, just got off a of Harley. I'm just coming in to have some sushi with the ladies." He's in all black, you guys, like a crisp black leather jacket. He's like, "Hey, hey," he's like, shaking hands, kissing babies, and like, "Yeah." My Harley's outside. My name's Terry Dubrow. Uh, Terry kisses Heather. And then he goes, ladies, I got a early surgery. I'm going to bed. I'm going to try to get out of this leather outfit, these leather pants. I've <laughs> my, my old body's chapped from all this leather. Anyways, good night, ladies. And Heather's like, I love you. Have a good night. And um, Shannon goes, here's to fun, Shannon? And meeting new people. And everybody cheers. Uh, Gina and Dr. Jen are talking to Heather Debro, And Heather goes, Gina, I told my mom about you. That we were from New York. And Gina goes, oh, I told my dad about you. <laughs> Gina and the talking head goes, I have a hard time being in someone's house. Feeling like I'm participating in something. Making someone else look stupid. <laughs> Gina pulls Heather aside. And she goes, um, Shannon comes to the party acting like everything is normal. And Heather's like, "Um, let's sit. What what, what happened? And she goes, I feel uncomfortable. Shannon didn't know if Nicole was the same person that sued your husband. The whole thing is absurd. We wanted nothing to do with it on the outside shot that it is true. And you didn't know. I didn't want you looking silly saying, Nicole is so great. Nicole is so great when she did something to your face. And Heather goes, right. And she kind of like freezes up, even though she's already always kind of frozen up. She always looks, she kind of has a stick up her butt. She's like, but she's even more frozen than she's frozen. She goes, right. And then we see Shannon sitting down with Nicole. Emily sits as well. And uh, Emily goes, let me ask you, let me, let me ask you something. Did you, did you ever tell Heather? I don't know why, that's my Emily voice. Hey, hey, Shannon, let me ask you something. Did you ever tell Heather? Shannon goes, Shannon literally looks like she's going to shit herself. She goes, no, I didn't. That is not okay, Emily, because Shannon doesn't want this getting out. And Emily goes, well, you want to know why? Because Gina, Gina's talking to Heather right now. And Shannon goes, no, of course I didn't, because I'm not going to hurt anyone. I told you guys that you you promised me. Like, Shannon's, like, smoke's coming out of her ears. Her neck's, like, twisting up. It's wild. Um, Dr. Jen sits down and goes, can you guys tell me what you're talking about? And Shannon's like, I did say, did not say a word. And then Shannon goes, I need to go talk to my friend. Who I don't want to hurt. The fact that Gina would do that is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then talking that. She goes, we made a promise that if this is the same Nicole, no one is talking about it. And I'm the dumb shit that talks about it. We cut to Gina saying, I don't know what Shannon is planning on doing with it. You know, I don't know what her end game is. Maybe it's, it's a uh, in game Shannon instead of fun Shannon. And Shannon walks up and goes, are you kidding me? Gina. I need to talk to you, Heather. I don't want to hurt anybody. And she goes, and she's like immediately, I don't want to hurt anybody in this world is her line? I don't want to hurt anybody, (laughs) anybody in this world. What a a powerful line. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you wanted to take down all of Orange County. I don't want to hurt anybody in this world. And when you kept telling me Nicole was your friend, I thought it couldn't be her because the Nicole I knew told me she was in a lawsuit with Terry. So it just doesn't make sense. And Heather goes, are you really doing this? Like, Heather is emotionless. It's amazing. We cut to Emily. And um, uh, Emily goes to uh, to Nicole. Goes, hey, Shannon to told me you knew her from the past. You know, you got a boob job messed up and you sued the DeBros. And Nicole's face just drops. And by the way, Nicole's face dropped earlier when she saw Terry walk in, too. So we cut to Gina and... She's Gina's telling Shannon, yo, just tell her you made it way bigger thing than you had to be, you know? You always do that, Shannon. You always do that. And Shannon goes, oh, because you know me so well, Gina. I have a good heart. I am in such a good place. (laughs) I love when somebody's, like, on the verge of tears with a tequila in their hand going, I have a good heart, and I am in a good place. Heather gets up. She goes, hold on one second, and walks off. And Gina goes, Oh, um, uh, Gina goes, I didn't make this a thing, Shannon. You made this a thing. And Shannon goes, 12 hours after promising me you wouldn't say anything. And Gina goes, it's not the sisterhood of the traveling past, Shannon. I didn't even freaking know, Heather, or what it pertained to. The whole thing is ridiculous. And that you would try to put this on me is so ridiculous. And Noella is just watching. She's standing up and she's in her little red chiffon dress. She's just watching. And then her talking head goes, excuse me, this is not how you speak to your elders. It's not how you speak to anyone. I just love the thought of Shannon Bedore as like some lady from Cocoon of like, it's like the meme of like, let's get you to bed, grandma. Let's get you to bed, Shannon. And Gina leaves and Noella walks up with champagne and goes, you Okay. And Shannon goes, no, I'm not. Don't ever trust her. That's for sure. Gina walks up uh, back to the other place. She goes, I'm done. I'm done. Shannon wants to make it like it's a problem. Shannon walks up to the cameras and we all of a sudden see Heather going, no, no, no filming. No, the show's over. And she's like putting her hand on the camera. She's like, no, it is done. We cut to Nicole and Nicole is going, I made a big mistake. I was a young model and my attorneys forced me into a lawsuit. And Gina goes, oh, my God. Um, but I love the thing. I was young. I, I was young. The attorneys made me do it. I mean, you eventually have to go to the attorneys for them to make you do something to begin with. But I love the thought of I was a young model and my attorneys pressured me. Like that is a very Orange County excuse, isn't it? Like I was a young? I was a young model with a fucked up boob. They told me I needed to sue. Um, And we cut to Heather. And she goes, literally, we are cameras down. Cameras down. And she holds her hand to the lens. By the way, I want to vote for camera. We are camera down is the new bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. We are camera down. We here at Orange County are we at So Bad It's Good are camera down. And Emily goes, hey, hey. Was that lawsuit against Terry? (laughs) I also know this is not how Emily sounds like. Hey, was that a lawsuit against Terry? And Nicole Nicole goes, yes. And Emily goes, did Shannon know about this? And uh, Nicole goes, well, we never discussed it. And Heather goes, I'm kicking everyone out of the house. It is over right now. And she just walks up the stairs. We cut to commercial. We come back from commercial. And we see uh, Nicole going, I was a young model forced forced into a lawsuit. Emily looks at Gina. Gina looks at Emily. We cut to Noella telling Shannon, I just want to hug you so bad. And Shannon says... I was very loose-lipped when I drank, and I thought I could trust, and 12 hours later, here is where we are, and Gina, we go back to Gina, and she goes, I had, oh no, Shannon goes, Gina has no place talking to Heather at all about this. You just met Heather, and now all of a sudden, you're the good friend? Who the fuck do you think you are, Gina? Shannon is all storms. No Bedore, just storms. And Emily goes, uh, hey, in order to be friends with her, I feel like you should have cleared the air with her on that, Nicole. And Jen says, uh, Dr. Jen says, yeah, I think I feel like that too. Jen, in her talking head, goes, the worst thing you could do is sue your doctor. Remember, Dr. Jen is a doctor. That's why they call her Dr. Jen. And uh, she goes, you would not be spending time at my house, at my table, if you did that to me or my doofy husband. (laughs) And Nicole goes, Thank you, Emily. I respect your opinion. And Emily goes, Hey, so why didn't you? And uh Nicole goes, Heather and I will figure that out on our own. And when we need your opinion, we will ask you for your opinion. And right now, we don't need it. I gotta tell you, man, I was very on Nicole's side. It's like I love that Nicole shot Emily down. And Gina goes, Oh my lord. And Emily goes, I only brought it, I, I only brought it up because of Shannon. And and Nicole goes, I'm very comfortable telling you if I need your opinion. I will ask you firmly. She says all this firmly. And Emily goes, you know what? Don't get in my fucking face and say things to me when I have been your friend this whole night. And Nicole goes, friend? I've known you for 20 minutes, girl. You were never my friend. You were 20 minutes, girl. Which is another great line. You were 20 minutes, girl. Yo, girl, you were just 20 minutes, girl. You were just twenty minutes, girl. And we see shots of like unsuspecting dinner guests. Like there's like a three, there's like three dinner guests we don't know, and they're just like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" I, you know, if you saw me in the background once again, I would just be trying to cram as much sushi as I could in my purse to get out of there because I know it's shut down. And uh, Nicole tells Emily to sit down, uh, and Emily is sitting, and Emily goes, "I am sitting," and Nicole goes, "Fucking sit, sit," and Gina goes. She's in the seat now. How can she sit more? And Shannon uh, in another room was, I hear screaming right now. And we go back to Emily and she goes, you need to direct this anger. And Nicole goes, sit, sit. You are stupid girl. Go eat your sushi, bitch. (laughs) I got to tell you, man, Nicole might be my favorite. Go eat your sushi, bitch. (laughs) That's, that's a great teacher too. go eat your sushi, bitch. And Emily says, hey, you sit there and talk about how you're so, uh, uh you know, I'm so uneducated. You're going to get in my face and call me stupid. And then we have a shot of Max. Max is Heather Debro's daughter with an older lady just sitting there at the kitchen. We just get a quick shot of Emily like Max taking all of this in. Emily goes, fuck you. And Gina goes, walk away, Emily, walk away. And Emily goes, I thought you were nice, Nicole, but you know what? You are fucking trash is what you are. And you have no education and you never had a job, so fuck you. And then Emily goes thumping away. And Gina goes, Uh, I feel like there's still potential here with this relationship to Nicole. And she goes, uh, as Emily, uh, you know, runs off. And then Emily comes back and goes, no, Gina, you're coming with me. You come with me. Fuck her, that little tiny Bitch, looks just like me. No, then this is what <laughs> Emily goes. Fuck her, that little tiny bitch that looks just like me. But I'm the better version of that. <laughs> I got to tell you that Emily was on one and I was kind of here. Like to me, this is an amazing scene. Like this is an amazing scene. Like, Emily was fired up. Nicole didn't take shit. This is conflict, man. You got Emily at a 10. This is, like, the one of the most fired up I've ever seen Emily. So it's a little awkward because she's not used to being that Emily. But I kind of appreciated it. I like the unhingedness of it, you know? Even though I kind of said it with Nicole of, like, yeah, maybe it wasn't Emily's place to, like, get up in her grill and say what she should do, you know? Um, but I just love that she thinks she's the better version of Nicole and, uh, Gina and Emily walk out of the house. Nicole goes, that is so rude to me saying what she said, you know what I would, I would go on a diet and shut my fucking mouth. So Nicole's speaking like a lot of crap too. And just kind of saying random weird things about Emily. Gina's outside with Emily. She goes, what the fuck happened? And Emily's like, I don't know. All of a sudden she's in my face. I was just asking questions and uh noella says uh inside she goes such an elegant night and we are not sitting down and having wagyu dinner and by the way remember noella doesn't do anything during the day uh according to noella i'm not saying that i know she raises her son but she says her mom kind of does that so this was noella's big out of the house night so you could tell noella was bummed and um We cut to upstairs. Heather is talking to Terry and she goes, Terry, it was a disaster. And we hear Terry off camera going, are you kidding me? And then we just hear leather because he's still in that black. We hear just black leather. That's black. That's the sound of black leather. Um, We go back to Emily screaming and Jen and Gina. Everybody's screaming. Emily's like, where's my car? Noella is with Shannon. And she goes. Time to go. I'm just going to stay here, Shannon. I'm here with you. And then she's walking around the corner with Shannon. And all of a sudden, Noella sees Max, Heather's son. And she goes, Oh, my God. Are you Max? I am so pleased to meet you. I'm bisexual, too, Max. And Max awkwardly smiles and they hug. You know, like, but I kind of love that Max is bisexual. And she's, like, down there with the older ladies, like, What's up, toots? My name's Max. How you doing? You know, like, like, I love that Max is like, I mean, there's kind of, I think Max probably has a lot of game. I kind of dug Max's awkward smile and all that stuff. I don't, I, I like Max already. So we get a flashback to a lunch with Heather and, Heather DeBro and uh, Noella, where uh, Noella says... Yeah, I'm bisexual. I like to sleep with boys and girls. I'm bisexual. Hi, hi. And Heather goes, well, I have a child that's bisexual. I'm all in. It's great. And then we cut back to Max going, is your hair real, Noella? She goes, no. I took it from a very bald horse. (laughs) And Shanna's like, I'm starving. And Gina's outside going, I have to apologize to Heather. And... Jen is out there with the ladies. He goes, come on, ladies, you have to come back inside. Emily walks in and Gina goes, you didn't call anyone a sloppy chihuahua. Because remember at the beginning of the last season, Gina called Bronwyn a sloppy chihuahua. You're a sloppy chihuahua. Noella hugs Gina and Noella goes, I wanted to get shit faced. Gina tells Shannon, let's just table this right now. We're not going to discuss it, Shannon. We're not going to do that right now. We got to lower the temperature. And Gina says, I'm not going to speak about it anymore. And Shannon goes, you made a promise. I didn't want to hurt anyone. Shannon's getting heated. Um, she goes, um, uh, Emily says, you know, the bad guy, the bad guy in all this is Nicole, because she's the one that sued Terry. And we see Heather's feet. um, there will we see Heather and Terry and they're going, do you know where Nicole is? Do you know? And we see Terry yet still in that black leather. They're walking side by side. It's like a power couple. It's very intimidating. And they're walking with Nicole. They're like, you get in there. And Terry goes, are you Nicole Wiest? And then Terry goes, you sued me. And Nicole exhales. and goes. Ah. And then we cut to commercial. And we come back from commercial. And I got to say, having Terry and Heather after you, that is just scary as hell. It's just not something I would wish on my worst enemy. And Heather goes, why didn't you ever tell me, Nicole? And Terry goes, how long have you been friends, you and Heather? And Heather goes, six years. And Terry's like, yeah, I worked on you. You had a complication. There is no question about that. I like that Terry's skilled surgeon botched mind is like, I know exactly who you are. The one that we lost her nipple. We... Lost both of your nipples. You definitely had a complication. We, uh, we played Frisbee with your nipple. No, I mean, like, he didn't. He's like, yes, of course, Nicole Weiss. And Terry goes, and Nicole goes, Terry, I don't think you did anything wrong. And he goes, I know. I know. And she goes, I was in my 20s. I was pushed by attorneys, and I never wanted to say anything because I didn't think you did anything wrong. And Terry goes, I didn't, but... And then she goes, I don't want to be in this position. Make me a bird so I can fly far, far away. Make me a bird so I can fly far, far away. And she's starting to fully break down. Heather goes, it's okay. And Terry goes, it's okay. Um. And he goes, Nicole, you dropped it. It went away. It's fine. And uh, he goes, by the way, by the way, can I just say something? And then he pauses and he goes, thanks for dropping it. And then there's a quick pause. Terry and Heather look at each other and go. (laughs) Like it is the eeriest thing I've seen on TV this year. And I watched the whole season of Lisa Rinna. Like he was like, Hey, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Thanks for dropping it. And then there's a pause. Terry, this is slow motion. You guys, Terry and Heather look at each other like do 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 make eye contact and then they go back boo boo, boo boo and then all of a sudden it's like oh and then uh uh Heather's like Hee-h-h-h. And then we get a shot and the camera goes to Nicole and she's like, ah, ah, ah. She's like fully traumatized. It's the best scene on TV this year. I mean, honestly, what a what a way to come right at the end of twenty twenty one and give us something that genius. Um, you can just see years coming off Nicole's life. And uh He's like, doctors get sued. It's been, you know, it's been years. And Nicole is our friend. And, you know, and and Heather's like, yeah, we have to have a fresh start. And Nicole's like, they made me feel so bad. (laughs) Emily made me feel so bad. And Heather goes, take a breath. Take a breath. I love you. And we cut to Noella saying, I feel like there's a lot of love and hurt feeling on both sides. Noella, with all due respect, shut up. This is not your, you know, you... Thank you for your feeling. Heather walks in and she goes, Gina, Shannon, can I talk to you for a second? Thanks. Gina walks over to Heather and she goes, I'm really sorry. I should have never. I'm really, I'm genuinely sorry. No matter what, I I raised my voice in your beautiful home. And Heather goes, I don't care that you raised your voice, but I invited you to my home and you are shit talking my husband in my home. And she goes, no, I'm not Heather. I'm not. And uh, Heather goes, let me tell you something. People say don't shoot the messenger. But what I'm going to tell you is shoot the fucking messenger. Iconic line. Iconic line. And Gina goes... Mm-hmm. If it doesn't exist in my world, I don't know about it. Now, you only know because you told her, and she's talking to Shannon, and I honestly think that's shitty that you did this. You shouldn't have said anything, and what you did in this scenario was shitty. And Shannon's doing her Shannon thing of like, ha, 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 and there's a huge pause. And then all of a sudden, like, there's a huge pause. Heather's staring at them, and then Gina and Shannon both talk at the same time. They're like, and Heather goes, excuse me, I win it, and walks off. In talking ahead, Shannon goes, I was looking forward to starting a friendship with Heather. I never, I never wanted to hurt the DeBros. I am livid. This is unfucking believable. We see Heather hugging her daughter, and in the talking head goes, the party is over. She's hugging more people. She's like, 24 hours ago, I was worried that Shen couldn't eat eggplant, and now hundreds and thousands of dollars of sushi is going to waste. Emily says, hey, goodbye, Heather. Hopefully we can get to know each other better at the next thing. And uh, she goes, uh, I left some old friends in and some new friends in, and this is what it looks like. If this is what it looks like, I'm not interested. Heather speaks to the Nobu staff and goes, Thank you so much. I'm sorry we didn't get to the entrees, but thank you so much. By the way, I really do, just out of curiosity, I really want to know what happened to the food so bad. So, so bad. We get a shot of the Heather Dubrow ice sculpture slowly, sadly dripping. Heather walks and bumps into Shannon, and she goes, Can I say one thing? She goes, um... No, Shannon goes, Can I say one thing to you? I want to be honest with you. Someday you'll know my heart. Like, what is that day, Shannon? Is it heaven? When do we get to know people's hearts? Like, is, it, is there a heart machine in heaven where it's like, know your friend's heart? She goes, someday you'll know my heart. And I never wanted to hurt you. And I'll say I'm sorry over and over and over again. And Heather goes, what is so disappointing to me is that I really, really honestly thought you and I had a chance to be friends, real friends. And I am just Disappointed and Shannon goes I don't know what else I can say I am very loyal and trustworthy and Heather goes you're not you're not you can say that here but the thing is you could have given me a heads up and and like she has her finger up right now and Shannon goes oh, putting your finger in my face all the time I'm I'm sitting here I'm no, I'm standing and Heather goes you seriously are going to say something about my finger when you tried to explode my world. I didn't try to explode your world, Heather. You've done this before, Shannon. Let's just be done. Good night. Good night. And Shannon kind of stumbles off, you know. I don't think Shannon actually knows where she's going. It Probably we find out later Shannon like gets lost in the house and stays there for a weekend. Uh, we get to a new scene. We are in Dr. Jen's offices. We see Chris, Dr. Jen's nurse, who we met briefly in the first episode. We cut to... Um, Heather face FaceTiming Emily and Emily's like well hello Heather DeBro. I know things got a little crazy do you want to go have lunch with me and Gina and sort things out and Heather goes I would love to talk we cut to Shannon and she's like Archie are you going to come or are you just going to lay on the floor Archie oh my head hurts Shannon FaceTimes Noella and she's like how are you and Noella's like good how are you Um, she goes, well, yesterday was Noella was something else. It was a lot, but I have to tell you, you were kind and sweet and supportive of me. So thank you. And the talking head, Shannon goes, there was one person who was sympathetic. So maybe I'm not on an Island completely by myself. And Noella says, you are so sweet. Grandma, (laughs) you are so sweet elder. And you are so beautiful. Um, and, Shannon goes, it's been a while since I've been out with girls, and I didn't even make it out to dinner, you know, because the party got stopped. It was very brutal, brutal. and I just hope my apology can be accepted. And the talking head goes, Shannon goes, I'm not going to deny I played a part in this. I should not have said anything to Gina, but I'm being portrayed as someone who is trying to hurt with the intent. And I'm not going to accept it. And Noella says. You don't fight like that. At that level of passion. Unless there is a genuine love. And friendship. It's like sisters. You fight big. But you love big too. Okay. Noella. That's strike two. Tuts, strike two. And uh, Shannon goes. Well we'll see. The jury is still out on that one. We cut to Heather's house. Um. Uh, she goes, uh, uh, Roxy and George, her dogs are playing in the yard and she's with Terry. They're bringing drinks out on the veranda or one of their verandas. And he's like, Hey, 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 it's not the first time in my practice. It's not going to be the last one that I've been sued. You know, it wasn't a real thing. It was almost a misunderstanding. I think, you know, it never even came up. It's not a thing. So what motivated Shannon Bedore to find something negative from two decades ago and bring it up. And Heather goes, well, she knows Nicole and I are friends. She knows this. So either it already had been discussed or it never had been discussed and it's none of her business or Nicole doesn't want her to spread info around and it's still none of her business. The only thing I can come up with is she wanted to hurt us. And Terry goes, hmm, why would Shannon Bedore want to hurt us? I don't get it. It's like a, a social acid trip. It makes no sense. Maybe Shannon harbors something from the past we don't know about. By the way, shout out to Terry for saying social acid trip. Did somebody write that for Terry? That was very inventive, Mr. Terry DeBro. We get a flashback to all the time Shannon and Heather fought with their, you know, even with their husbands over the seasons. All great memories for me. And we have that moment of Shannon screaming out going, you will all see the truth. <laughs> um, and uh, so Heather goes, next time, dinner for 10. And Terry goes, oh, that was dinner for 11. And Terry goes, you know, it was such a fabulous party you were throwing and it got ruined, you know, and not to piss you off, but all, you know, how much was it? And well, Heather goes, well, I don't want to piss you off, but all in, I got to say, uh. Nobu was ten thousand, alcohol five thousand, favors and decor uh, thirty six thousand dollars, and he goes ah, oh, and you didn't even get to the dinner part. That is infuriating. But the thing here, folks, is that he's not even acting like it's infuriating. Like me, I would have blood coming out of my ears and my eye. Like oh, what did you say? Like there have been years where I've made way less than thirty six thousand dollars. Like this is one of those years. <laughs> Literally, they're like, "Well, well, better luck next time, huh?" <laughs> yeah, the appetizers were good. We had to throw all that shit out, anyways. What are we gonna do with the HDI sculpture? It, you know. And by the way, wouldn't it be funny if that's what we found out? Nicole sued Terry for it was thirty six thousand dollars. Nicole's like, ha, 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 "I finally got that money out of him, one way or another." So we're in a new scene. We see Doctor Jan and Ryan. But remember, he spells his name R-Y-E-N, which I think tells you a lot about this man. He's wearing a bright pink shirt. Their dog, Mr. Puppers, is with them. He's a very tiny dog. I think Mr. Puppers has a lot of star quality. I don't know what you guys think. Um, and uh, Dr. just like, am I too open on my top? And he's like, very open. Just open enough. And... Uh, Dr. Jen says to Ryan, uh, he goes, I think you look really sexy, even though you're wearing clothes. Remember, we were told in the last episode and we've only seen Ryan without a shirt off because he's proud of being shirtless. Dr. Jen says, I met Ryan shirtless with a chihuahua, and now I go home. He's shirtless with a chihuahua all the time. Uh, He's kissing Mr. Puppers at the table, which we've seen Vanderpump do this, but Vanderpump owns the restaurant. I don't know. It's weird seeing Ryan in a restaurant that he doesn't own, just kissing a dog holding a dog up and kissing the dog at the table it's not best in show ryan you know um he asks uh the waitress that comes by he's like uh hey do you have brussels sprouts and she's like yes and then she's like what did you do today he's like well i played some chess you gotta take a few wins to start the day played tennis with our son valor their son's name is valor Dr. Zen says, I had a uh, business meeting with uh, some new, new guy. That I think I'm going to partner with and the Brussels sprouts have come. And he's just digging into the Brussels sprouts and they do a Brussels sprouts montage. He's like really loving. It's like orgasmic for Ryan while she's talking. And, uh, and he goes, uh, but the Brussels sprouts and then Jen lets us know that Ryan goes through obsessions He says, uh, she says, he ate 52 pounds of blueberries when I was in the hospital with Valor giving birth. He's like stress. I guess he stress, eats like weird foods. Uh, She goes, he's an avoider. He doesn't handle high stress and I thrive with high stress. Um, You know, he wants to throw a football and I want to build an empire. So all of a sudden, this is one of those couples where you're like, oh, cool. They've come on a reality show to get divorced. That'll be fun to watch. Yes, let's watch this relationship completely fall apart. Cause th- we've seen like, I like we've now we can diagnose these like a doctor. Cause we've seen so many housewives. We were like, Oh, this will last uh, two seasons most. And, uh, they're talking about their daughter, Cece, not there's age nine Cece. And she goes, do you think I messed up Cece? You know, like that she says, I'm never there cause of my job, you know? And she's like, is there a way to do better besides the answer more time? And Ryan goes, I think the kids would like a mom who was at home doing mother things with them, but that's not you. So that's okay. (sighs) That's just a hard pill to swallow, though. I can empathize with both sides here. Um, And she goes, yeah, we're both carrying resentments. He tucks in the kids at night and I'm out working. And she's like, God, I think I'm about to cry. And then we get a shot of Mr. Puppers star of this damn show, Mr. Puppers. I would love if Mr. Puppers was in the intro next week. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, and by the way, when they did the taglines, Noella only has her mom in the tagline. No sweet James, no kid. I think that's fascinating, don't you? So, Emily and Sha... We cut to um, Emily and Gina. They're at uh, this place called Orange Hill. We cut to a scene at a restaurant. Emily's in a red dress. Um... Oh, no. Sorry. Emily and Shane. Sorry. We're at a scene with Emily and Shane, her husband. Mm-hmm. Emily's in a, a red dress. She looks great. Uh, Emily wears a shan- orders a champagne. Sorry, guys. The vaccine is starting to really get to me. Champagne cocktail. And she's like, this guy will have a Diet Coke. And she goes, date night is date night's my favorite. And Shane goes, can I order food for you? I'll order something romantic. And Emily lets us know that they're not fighting, that they're in a good, loving place. And then the waiter comes and goes, she'll have the burger. (laughs) Emily gives him a look. And she's like, ignore him. And he orders the filet. She orders the roast chicken. And Shane is a guy that is just born for dad jokes. You know, there's never been a dad joke this man has not liked, you know? And I gotta say, there is something nice about somebody like Shane. Like, I have my problems with Shane over the seasons. But I don't think at the end of the day, Shane, Shane wants to hurt anybody. He doesn't really expect much out of life, it seems like. He wants to, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I, I I, like Shane, I think. And Emily goes, do you ever think we would have been, did you ever think we would, have, we would be married for 13 years? And he goes, I thought I would be dead by now. He, he says it in such an exact, I thought I would have been dead by now. Like, he really says it with a lot of pain in his voice. And she goes, I thought you would have been dead, too, because I would have murdered you. And they're laughing in a cute, we're going to murder each other kind of way. And she's like, I'm glad I we went through what we went through, you know, with you having COVID and I'm crying a lot and thinking you were gone. And she goes, you basically telling me you weren't going to make it. I got to a place emotionally where I understood why people are religious and have faith. And she goes, when you were in the hospital, were you scared to die? And he goes, No because he believes there's an afterlife. And she goes, why do you believe that? And he goes, well, I know what makes sense and how I feel inside and how, what I've researched. And um, how many conversations have we had about religion? Uh, She asked him and he goes, well, less than when we fought. And uh, he goes, you feel good about Annabelle now? And she goes, nine years old and wants to live her life. You know, but I guess she's getting baptized in the church. And Emily had had issues with that, but now is kind of coming around to it. Shelby and Chanel, Shane's other kids, not Emily's, their stepkids are part of the church. And that's why their other daughter, because, you know, growing up with them. And she goes, I want my kids to have a good life and be happy and fulfilled and that they have a purpose. And when times are dark, I want them to follow in your footsteps, she, footsteps she's talking to Shane. And I can't offer that to them. And I got to say, this was a very, this was a very beautiful scene, I thought. I honestly, um, you know, I've had issues with religion, not issues per se, but like I, I see what it means to my mom and what it, you know, it did for her through her cancer and all of that, you know, or the faith that it gave her, the hope that it gave her, the comfort that it gave her, and you want to believe in those things for the people that you love, you know. And I still feel like my personal relationship with that is still being discovered, and and you know, I have definitely thoughts and feelings. But I, I thought this was interesting. I thought this was a really interesting thought, and that's why I always say about these housewife shows, you got all this trash and all these women yelling at women, but then you'll always find this kind of nugget, nugget of something that is so damn relatable. And something that you might have thought yourself or that you might be dealing with. And that is the kind of commonality that we all share. Um, And he goes, well, Emily, you can be a good example. And she goes, I was chaotic in my youth. And that's where I think all of my anger bubbles up. And I want them to have faith to turn to so I can give them that. And we see the sunset. And Shane, uh, he goes, oh, that's a pretty sunset. And Shane goes, second prettiest thing in the restaurant. But he goes, can you say it without a hint of sarcasm? And that's the end of the scene. It was cute. So we cut to the last scene of the show, and Emily and Gina are getting out of a car. They're the terrible twosome. They sit down at the restaurant. They order two spicy margaritas. They love a spicy margarita in the O.C. Have you noticed that? And Gina goes, well, I'm a little nervous to see Heather. I fucked up a party. I didn't think it'd have a domino effect like, <laughs> a domino effect like it would. And a talking head, uh, Gina goes, Heather schooled me out like I was a school go. Heather DeBro walks in. She goes, I am so sorry I'm late. They do the little pleasantries. You look great. Kiss, kiss, kiss. She's like, what are you ladies having? Spicy, skinny. Okay, I will have a spicy, skinny margarita as well. I might as well go along with the band. And Emily goes, thanks for uh, coming today. And Heather goes, oh, I feel awful. I'm just going to be the jumping, uh, 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 I'm going to be the jump in person. You put in such a beautiful effort and I feel truly bad. I messed it up. Um, And Emily goes, I, I, I do. I do too. You know, I told, I was the one that told Shannon that you have to tell her. And Heather goes, you guys were put in a difficult situation, but there is a time and a place to have those conversations. And maybe that was not great judgment. And, uh, she goes, hindsight, I totally agree with you, but I wasn't to give you personal, you know, I want to give you a personal background. My ex had an affair. And the day I found out about it, he had brought me to a barbecue at this lady's house. And I didn't find out until I got home that they were hooking up. And Heather goes, I just got chills. Everyone knew what was going on. And I was there with my husband. Everyone's smiling, playing games. I go home. I find out everybody knowing and nobody told me it was so gross i did what i thought i would do you know i did the best thing for you heather i thought and heather goes thank you for sharing i can't even imagine how difficult and triggering i feel that is so triggering i feel bad maybe i should have reacted differently and heather goes i love my family she's getting teary with this and um Gina goes, that's why I was totally okay, you know, for you to have whatever reaction. I know you believe me now, and I really appreciate that, Heather. And, uh, you know, we connected immediately. And they flashed back to them saying they're both from New York. I love that we're making this much of a connection just because they said they're from the same place. Like, oh, New York, it's only 80 billion people. Woo, what a small town. And a talking head, Heather goes... I am so glad there's an explanation. I'm ready to move on. And um, Heather goes, what was Shannon's goal then? And Emily goes, do you think it was to make you and Terry look bad? And Heather goes, I've learned something in life. Success breeds contempt. And Gina goes, the green-eyed monster. (laughs) She goes, I don't like the jaywood, word, but I can't come up with anything else. I didn't run over the cat. The other thing she said was when she wanted to argue with me further, I told her Gina and Emily. Uh, oh, she said. Uh, she said that she said, don't trust Gina and Emily. Don't say anything. But that's obviously a lie too. Heather says, because she told me the two of you were not to be trusted. But then she told you this. And you were manipulated, but she trusted you with the information. So which? how does Shannon feel about you guys? Are you to be trusted or not? It doesn't make sense. And Emily says, she uh, wanted me to get the info. She wanted me to be the bad guy. And you, and Heather goes, and you, and you. And Emily goes, same old Shannon. Leopard doesn't change its spots. <laughs> and that's the end of the show, you guys. Uh, that was ridiculous. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed it. Uh, I am lightly sweating. Uh, please uh, have good thoughts for me as I go through my vaccine journey tomorrow, but I'm hoping maybe this is, maybe my body is just indestructible now. And it is just like, yeah, buddy, bring that sweet, sweet vaccine, flu vaccine on brother. Um, I hope you guys have a great Tuesday and you'll see me back here on Wednesday, hopefully, unless something horrible happens. And then you'll see me on Thursday and you'll see me on Friday and you're going to see me too much for the rest of your lives. I love you all. And I'll talk to you very soon. Oh, if you like this, please leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, The more popular this gets. I know I'm very opinionated. So people are very opinionated back to me on podcast reviews, which is it's what it is. I love you all. I'll talk to you very soon.
0: Bye. Betches.